This is WPCast, the tactical podcast where we help you accelerate your business with WordPress. I'm Doug from PodWP, where we specialize in designing and hosting podcast websites. And I'm David from FatCat Apps, where we build WordPress plugins such as easy pricing tables and easy opt-ins that drive conversions. This is episode 23, WordPress SEO Disasters and Lessons Learned. We're going to discuss SEO for WordPress and some quick tips on what you should be setting up. One thing worth mentioning, especially since last week's episode was about easy pricing tables, is that right now I'm experimenting with my price points and my pricing plans for easy pricing tables. I had a conversation with um, somebody else who sells WordPress plugins, and it made me realize uh, how much uh, potential I might be leaving on the table by you know, not testing or reevaluating my pricing tiers after, you know, my plugin has been around for almost a year. And I think uh, a big thing basically is that if you just set your prices like randomly and then you just leave them without ever like trying to test what works and what doesn't, um, you might be leaving a lot of money on the table. So um, what I've done is I've at least temporarily slightly lowered the price point of the agency plan, which is for unlimited sites to $99. And I've moved um, to power user features, um, the pricing toggles, which let you, you know, display different price points for, say, like monthly or yearly plans or multiple currencies or stuff like that. And the Google Analytics integration, I've moved both of them away from the cheapest $29 plan, giving uh, people an added incentive to go for the uh, higher tier. So I'm not sure how this is going to turn out, but the hope is that I might be able to see an increase in, you know, total revenue for easy pricing tables. Cool. We'll definitely uh, hear about the results of those tests. Yep. I'll keep you updated. So uh, we're going to move on to the core where we're going to talk about some uh, SEO stories uh, that we've had. Horror stories. It was just Halloween about a week ago. So (laughs) we thought that might be a good fit. So recently I had a client who moved to my hosting and because it was a lot more optimized than his previous host, he saw traffic uh, triple. That's crazy. It was almost almost immediately. Wow. And, you know, I, I, I like to think my hosting is good, but that's <laughs> that's pretty crazy. <laughs> that's a little little more than expected. So do you, and do you know what kind of host he was previously on? I think he was on a cheap shared host. Okay. Um, so you wouldn't get this kind of performance gain going from another managed host to my service or probably from any managed host to another one. So, so do you think the issue was that on his old host, maybe the site took like 10 seconds to load or so, so it was just this giant red flag for uh, Google saying this is terrible user experience. We're just not going to, to rank this site well. Yeah, and I think he also didn't have any caching or any of that kind of stuff set up, uh, uh, which, which could improve your performance on a shared host. Uh, not quite to the level of managed hosting, but you know you can get a lot further. So anyway, uh, he moved over, and it was great, and I was really excited because uh, you know I was going to write up a case study on this. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But uh, with the the recent Google update, his site actually got tanked. Uh, it went down to it just dropped like a rock through the rankings. And so no more case study. <laughs> well, but the, so, so was it like a thin affiliate yeah, site? Yeah, that was, that was like the problem. That? Uh, so it's one of those sites with, with very little uh, real content. Right. And it's just a whole bunch of uh, Amazon affiliate links. 
Yeah, right. And this was one of the targets of the recent update, um, right. just kind of taking out all these thin content sites. So, uh, so anyway, uh, you know, it was cool to see it happen, but then ultimately it just, you know, uh, fell through. And so unfortunately <laughs> I, I don't want, I can't, uh, you know, advertise that one. So one thing that happened to me a couple of years ago was, uh, I was involved in a website migration project and there was this e-commerce store, which was on Drupal and, you know, it was like built in 2007 or so. And back then Drupal was one of the best, uh, best ways to build e-commerce stores and WordPress wasn't really a viable option. It was just a blogging platform and nothing else. So, so a couple of years ago, like the site was moved over from Drupal to WordPress. So it wasn't just a simple site migration, but basically the site was rebuilt from the ground up in WordPress and redesigned. And we had to move over all of the content and all of the products and all of that. But there was this simple thing that we missed when we were moving. So while, while we were developing the site, uh, we had the um, disallow search engines thing uh, checked in the WordPress settings. So basically uh, the development site was not being indexed, which that's, that's how it's supposed to be, right? Like you don't want it to be indexed. But then what happened is that after we moved the site over and we did everything else correctly, we had the redirects and all this kind of stuff, but we forgot to uncheck uh, this box. And I think now when you do that, I think the Yoast SEO plugin actually warns you that you've got uh, search engines disabled. I, I, I think it's then, actually WordPress by default. Yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe it's WordPress by default, but uh, whatever it is back then, they didn't have that warning. So uh, we moved over to the new site and then like the site didn't get indexed and the traffic just plummeted. Uh, the good news was that after a couple of days, we, we figured out what went wrong. We unchecked the box and we were back to normal within a few days. But uh, there were definitely a couple of uh, uh, thrilling uh, moments involved in that site. Movie. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of lost traffic, uh, especially for... Yeah. If it's a big site yeah and it was a, it was an e-commerce store that was making revenue right so so they definitely lost out on a couple yeah. of things there but I, th I think the lesson there is that you just need some kind of um site migration checklist yeah and it's it's really good that they they added that into wordpress uh so yeah. you know so these things are less likely to happen yeah it's such an easy thing to forget anyways uh you told me you had some adsense site that also makes an interesting Horror yeah, story. this is it. Actually, you know, overall, it was a win. Um, <laughs> so uh, a couple of years ago, I I bought uh, one of these thin AdSense websites, mm -hmm. and it was um, it was it was just a, a few hundred dollars to buy the site. Uh, so it wasn't anything anything big, and it was making um, about twenty bucks a month. And then I did some basic SEO optimization, and some experiments with ad placement and I got it to the point where it was making over a hundred dollars a month. And so I, you know, I made, uh, you know, a very quick return on investment, you know, everything that I paid for it, you know, and then some, uh, probably, yeah. you know, I probably made three or four times what I paid for it. Um, which is, is nice. Um, but ultimately it got tanked with one of the Google updates and now it just makes a few dollars a month. Um, it's just enough to justify renewing the domain name. The domain. <laughs> um, I don't think anybody would be interested in buying it because there's there's very little upside now, um, and it would also be a big pain to migrate. Um, mm -hmm. 
so so it's it was it was a good thing you know to you know learn that lesson it's kind of similar to the other uh story i had with mm-hmm. the thin site uh that that my client had um ultimately these these things you can you can get some really nice short term gains but in the long term uh once google finds you out and they they drop you in the rankings or or give you a manual penalty um uh, it's very tough to recover um it's possible uh i think you have to put in a lot of work and for me something like this where you know maybe if i put in a lot of work i could get it to $100 a month um but that's still just a you know crossing my fingers and hoping right. it'll work and yeah. there's so many other things i could do that would make you know make a lot more money yeah. and also be a lot more fun <laughs> this it's 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 not a real yeah business, this right? this site the content isn't anything related to anything else I do not even something I'm remotely interested in <laughs> so yeah um you know that was part of the reason why I never expanded it in the first place is it was just kind of boring to work on um yeah and so I'm glad I didn't invest more I didn't buy more sites and I didn't spend a lot of time trying to build the site out because if right. if I did but, and you know maybe I got to two hundred dollars a month. That would have been a lot more work wasted when it goes down mm-hmm. to zero. So that reminds me a bit of a website that I had. It was an AdSense site as well, and it was fishoilbenefitshq.com. It's a very uh, classy domain name you've got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So uh, I think building out that site probably took like one and a half or two days, and you know, I had to outsource the content. So it co- maybe cost me like $300 and one and a half days of work to build the site. And um, I built a couple of like gray hat links and link networks. That was three years ago. That was before the first Penguin update. It was kind of the wild west in terms of link building back then. You could just like really get away with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had the site and within a few months or so, it started to make $100 a month. And I was getting really excited and I, I was kind of, I started to regret that I didn't build more than one site. Um, and I started to think about, you know, maybe I should double down on those ads and sites and just like build out 50 or 100 sites so that each make a hundred bucks a month. Um, or I was also thinking about selling it back at that, back then. I think you could sell a hundred dollar a month site for $2,000, yeah. which would have been a pretty nice, you know, gain. Um, anyways, just as I was about to, you know, think through the things, the first penguin update hit and just completely uh, destroyed, wiped out the website. So it didn't get any traffic. Like it didn't make a single dollar after after it was penalized by that update. And I think similar lesson to what you learned is uh, it can be quite fun to do this kind of projects, but it's not really a sustainable business model. So I noticed when I'm trying to go to the site, uh, I'm getting a demand for sale message. Yeah, that's not me. Oh, uh, did you... I'll, I let it expire. Oh, you let it expire. Some, some, some domain snatched it up yeah. trying to make a quick buck, but I, I don't think anybody wants to buy that. <laughs> it's, apparently it's on sale for $1,795. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a great deal. <laughs> One other technical uh, SEO like horror slash win story that I've experienced is back in the day I was doing some uh, consulting and it was the Shopify store. And they had this duplicate content problem where basically they would have an individual product page for, like, say they're, less, I think they were selling uh, handbags and they had like the red handbag and the green handbag and the blue handbag and the yellow handbag. And each of them was an individual product page with the exact same text. It was just a different product title. Um, 
to include the color name and you know different images based on the color. Uh, so, but that was a severe duplicate content issue. And what we did there is we implemented the uh, canonical um, yeah. link attribute. Rel equals canonical. Yep, attribute. exactly. So we implemented that, and yeah, within a few weeks of doing that, the uh, organic search traffic of that e-commerce store basically doubled. And I think that's a really easy one to, to overlook. And I think best practice would definitely be to not have individual product pages for the exact same product. If you have multiple colors, you just want to build a color switcher into your product page. Don't make, uh, don't make unique product pages. And if you do, make sure that you uh, use the canonical tag. So next up, we're going to talk about the essential plugins that we like to use. The first one is WordPress SEO. And that is the actual name of the plugin. Uh, it's probably uh, WordPress SEO by Yoast, if you look it up. It's probably the most popular SEO plugin. Uh, and I think for good reason, it's uh, the best one out there, at least uh, from my experience. So essentially, you know, my recommendation is you don't really need any other plugins, um, especially sitemap plugins. This is something I've seen a lot. Clients will have a sitemap generator plugin in addition to some SEO plugin, and you you really don't need that extra stuff because Yoast plugin has that built in. It's not the easiest one to use. You do have to have a little bit of SEO knowledge if you're going to mess around with the settings uh, because you, you could really screw up your site if you check the wrong box. But ultimately, it's it's something that uh, we we recommend pretty much every site should be using WordPress yeah, SEO. absolutely. And if you don't know anything about SEO, I would still recommend you install it and either just leave the settings to the defaults or Yoast also has a pretty in-depth manual on his site. I haven't had a look at that yet, but he's got a manual which you can buy for $30 or so. So if you don't know what you're doing, it might be worth buying that manual to just make sure uh, you don't mess anything up. And a pretty easy hack to get more traffic to your blog posts and pages is to, as the Norris from WP Curve likes to call it, to Yoast it. And Yoasting it means that you're uh, in this meta box that comes with the Yoast SEO plugin, which you find beneath your post editor. Um, you can enter your focus keyword, which you can do based on keyword research, or um, there's even an auto-suggest box there. And then you just want to make sure that you follow the instructions from the Yoast plugin, which include uh, putting your keyword into the title tag, putting it in the meta description, and making sure you're using it at least once on the page. And there's you're going to see like green check marks um, if you follow all of these criteria. So this is going to take you know, three minutes or so per blog post, and it's going to drastically increase the amount of organic long-tail search traffic you can get. Yeah, the ROI on just spending a couple minutes to uh, check all those boxes is pretty high, I think. Yeah, it's massive. So the next plugin we're going to talk about is Google Analytics by Yoast. So it's naturally by the same author as WordPress SEO. And on the surface, what this plugin does is it adds your Google Analytics tag to your site so that you're tracking your traffic within your Google Analytics account. But it does a few other things. Um, it adds some other tags um, so you can track outgoing traffic. You can also exclude your own visits, which I think is very important for smaller sites, especially while they're in development. Because that your own uh, traffic while you're logged in can really skew your your numbers, you know, if there's only a few people on your site, 
and you know your half the visits, then uh, you know that can result in in very different numbers. If you want to know more about Google Analytics, we we talked about it in episode sixteen, which is called "Maximizing the Potential of Google Analytics," and that's at wpcast.fm/analytics. So we won't go too much into detail here because we covered it in that previous episode. Next plugin we recommend is Simple 301 Redirect. And as the name says, it makes it very easy to set up 301 redirects on your site. And what that is good for is either when you're, say, you're migrating from a different platform and URL structure to WordPress, you want to make sure you set up redirects from all of the um, old pages that had backlinks to your new site, because otherwise those backlinks are going to be discounted. And the other thing is, it's important that you actually regularly crawl your own site to make sure that there are no broken links there. Um, you can use a free tool such as the Screaming a Frog SEO Spider uh, to do so. And if you have broken links on your site, you can either fix them just using the HTML or you can also set up a 301 redirect. It's very important to get this right because if you can't even be bothered to check your internal links and also the external links that point to your site and make sure that um, they don't end up on 404 error pages. It just kind of tells Google and it tells the crawler that you don't really care about your site and that you don't maintain it well. And it's a negative trust symbol. So the last plugin that we're going to talk about is nRelate related content. So there are a couple different related content plugins that are out there. This is the one that I prefer because it does the processing on their own servers and it doesn't slow your site down. So essentially what this does is it displays a list of related posts or pages below your content, and you can control which posts and pages this is going to appear on, how many to display, and if you want thumbnails or just the text. So internal links are important because it's easy to forget to link to your own pages within your site, and it's nice to have this to do it automatically. And also, when a visitor is reading a, a page or a post, they may not know where to go next, and you may just lose them entirely. But if you actually have a list of related content, something may catch their eye, and then they'll just click through and they'll stay on your site. That's it for this week's episode. You can find the show notes at wpcast.fm seo and we would love to hear from you. What do you think? Um, do you have any horror stories? Uh, feel free to share them in the comments. Or if you have questions, you can either email us, leave a comment, or call into our voicemail, which you will find on our website. Thanks for listening. You can go to wpcast.fm to download our WordPress toolbox, which contains our 50 favorite tools. We'll see you next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.